Hello, welcome to episode eight of Unseated. I'm sure you can imagine what we're going to talk about this week. It was Indian Wells last week, and Yay. yeah, that sounded enthusiastic. What? <laughs> I mean, another tournament ends, Miami begins. So. Yep, yep, that's the way of life. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Indian Wells and then Miami. It's like, and and it's actually going to be up to date and relevant at least for tomorrow. It's not going to be like last week when I was just providing live score updates. Oh yeah, How for did people that age. <laughs> yeah, it aged very quickly last. I mean, it aged before I put out the it aged I, as it was happening. <laughs> yeah, I to be fair though, I actually went back. And whilst I was editing last week, I like inserted fresh audio clips. <laughs> I recorded little extra bits whilst I was editing so I could like give the final score updates where I was just mentioning like random live scores whilst oh, we were talking. Oh gosh, that's so weird. <laughs> I even found like a fun transition noise. <laughs> gosh, I'm yeah. going hear it now. Yeah. You need to actually. I uh, know. Don't really. I would not recommend listening. I will, listening I will now. <laughs> don't don't listen back to these. I have to listen. I started. I started listening to it, but then I was like, I mean, I know what's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, and also, I, it's it's horrendous. I spend Tuesday mornings listening to my own voice. It's not yeah, a pleasant experience. That, yeah, that must be horrible. <laughs> I can understand everyone else's pain having to listen to me. <laughs> I suppose we should talk about a few things. Uh, I just, I do just want to mention something because obviously this is something that happens in indie worlds and miami and multiple other tournaments i just want to express my distaste for it now it'll probably come up again but I don't like first round buys just needed to put my opinion out there <laughs> just need to say it i don't i don't why not just make the tournament bigger why are the the cedar players getting through the first round yeah i don't know i guess it's, it's such tight schedule like oh, just... these tournaments they're so back back to back that yeah, no, it just makes just... it everything like faster. I know, and you know, but... you know, they're gonna probably win the match anyway. I don't care. They should have to play as many matches. They have to play as many matches as everyone else. Well, not really. Anyway, let's move on to Indian Wells. I'm just gonna briefly update everyone on what happened with Emma Raducanu in the end, because um, <laughs> we I kept mentioning her last week throughout the episode because I was watching. The match against Haddad Meyer. She won that match and then she didn't win the next match. She lost to Igor Sviontek. Of course. I can't remember the score. It was like 6 3, 6 1, something like that. I should have written that down, but I didn't. Yeah, 6 3, 6 1. Tennis knowledge. But yeah, that's sort of expected. But yeah, it was a good run. Hopefully she has another good run in Miami, but we'll see because well, her first round match is going to be Hanka Randjewski. Um, yeah, it's going to be. So interesting. <laughs> yeah, got got. I I believe. I believe. Of course, I believe. I've got to be. I've got to believe. I'm a British tennis fan. I've got to believe, and then inevitably suffer. I feel like we should talk about WTA semi-finals. So that, yeah, we'll start WTA semi-finals. Then we'll do ATP, and then we'll move on to the finals because okay. obviously that's the order in which they happened. So oh, we'll do it chronologically. Yes. Yeah, that's the um, first professional. So WTA semi-finals, the first one of the day, or the first one of the evening that day, I should say, uh, was Sabalenka beating Sakari 6-2, 6-3. You were devastated. 
Yeah, I mean, I like Zachary, but I'm, I, that, that doesn't mean I necessarily really believe in her ability <laughs> oh, gosh. to win semifinals. Well, that's so sad, though. Yeah. I do feel really bad. This, I mean, surely at least 85% mental. Oh, it's, it's 100% mental. She's got the ability. She's got the power. She's got yeah everything. It's just... She really needs, like, a, a new therapist or something like i don't know what something needs to change i think she just needs to change something up like yeah if you see three on it like three on tech she brought uh was it her psychologist like sports psychologist on the tour with her yeah to help her get over these sort of hurdles and get past these stages and maybe like that's maybe that is something to emulate because something is not going right and it's obviously just a lot of pent-up scar tissue that could be part of it because that's what she said in breakpoint obviously the semi-final of Rylan Carros in 2021 was traumatizing yeah can they I, get can they get coached by their like therapist um I think if you're in the coaching box you can now just talk to the player whoever like whoever the, is in the coaching oh, box. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure what the rules are to be honest um but I think that would work to be honest the biggest drama of that match was just the sound system completely failing for the first the players being on court for 25 minutes which was slightly ridiculous considering it was apparently very very hot yeah of course but yeah they seem to the both players seem to not have an issue with it (laughs) i would just be uh getting quite annoyed to be honest if i was on court the other the other semi-final and perhaps the more interesting one score-wise rabatkina defeating sviontek 6-2-6-2 of which you were probably devastated i was actually yeah. yeah, I just, I don't know, Vivakina is just really good when she wants to be. She's a very, very good tennis player. She's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, She's yeah. nice as well. Yeah, the matchup at the moment just doesn't work for Sviontek, does it? I just don't think, because it's, 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 I find with Sviontek it's a bit bizarre because I think if you go back to her first French Open win and the sort of year on tour after that, obviously we all started watching her a bit more. And I think she was a player that was generally associated with control, having like nice touches, having a bit of variety. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the way she dominated in, well, she just dominates matches when she plays matches. Yeah. But the problem is she can't dominate Rabakina because rabakina has got so much more power. Yeah. It is really weird seeing Sviatek in this position because she's usually on the other side with yeah. everyone as well so I mean it is what it is um, we'll see how she does in Miami yeah no I'm perfectly happy with it because I backed Sviatekina for the title <laughs> but yeah I think it's just obviously this matchup didn't work it doesn't it didn't work in Australia and they're in the same quarter in Miami <laughs> So, oh. yeah, could go badly again for Sviantec. But you never know, there's sort of extra motivation. She might find a way to beat her because she'll definitely yeah. want to. Yeah, of um, course. That could yes. be a really re- nice rivalry as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, with Sabalenka as well. Yeah, definitely <laughs> with Sabalenka. Maybe we have another big three on our hands. Oh, <laughs> we need it. <laughs> um, 
but yes, so the ATP semi-finals, we had Medvedev defeating Tiafo 7-5-7-6-4. Biggest takeaway from this match was Medvedev was just weird. Medvedev. Well, uh, well, yeah, no, but he's just done something that I've never seen him do before. Like every time it was an important point, like it was match points, set points, whatever, or like he was break points down. He was really rushing the shots and he was just doing silly things. Yeah, I've seen him rushing the game. Yeah, but I've not. I, yeah, but it's I've seen him rushing as like a tactic. Yeah, but this was like a panic, <laughs> and I don't I think th- he really hates those cards as well. Well, he's got he's got. Like, he uh, just wants to get it done. In his own words, he has a toxic relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had Alcaraz defeating Sinner seven six six three. I mean, it wasn't the quality of the U.S. Open match that they had. Sinner might have seen that first set as a missed opportunity because Alcaraz was not at peak Alcaraz levels, which, as we saw in the final, is quite scary. Yeah. Um, but I've got to say, there was one amazing point. I can't remember what the scoreline was, but it was it was sort of a extended rally where both were at the net at points started off as baseline rally then both ended up at the net then Alcaraz was back of the court and then he's uh and he manages to scoop over a lob to the back of the baseline over Sinner and I mean it's kind of worrying because in that one point I think Alcaraz shows off all different elements that made up the big four in one person (laughs) He is a bit like a yeah, the sort of baseline monster. <laughs> yeah, ba- like the defense of Nadal, the movement of Djokovic, the attacking play towards the net of Federer, and then just the lob of Murray at the end. It's sort of a bit. Yeah. Well, I think as you said, like he really admires them, and he grew up like watching them play when they were like dominating. So you can really tell that he tried to incorporate. I mean, he's obviously like incredibly talented. So he can, he's actually able to incorporate what he likes better of everyone and just make this weird, superhuman I know, but you're player. not supposed to be all four of them at once. That's just not fair on anyone else. <laughs> well, I think I think it's it's about time that we got someone who's like, you know, very good and like dominating and likable. Because I actually like him. My mom doesn't like him. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I think she she just doesn't like his style in general. Um, she wanted Medvedev to win. Um, she doesn't even really like Medvedev anyway. What's what? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say like if we're talking about like style and flair, I mean. Yeah, no, she does. She just Alcaraz like just walks around the court with with so much confidence, with so much flair, so much everything. I think Medvedev just... is is. <laughs> It's been said in the boring place like a pretzel or something. You know, about about Alcaraz, is that he's just so aggressive looking, you know? With like, you got him with like the sleeveless shirts and like he's so like bulky and he's like yelling sometimes. And it's like, it's really like seeing Rafa. I mean, I know he hates this comparison, but sometimes it really is just, just, just watching like a, a young Rafa. Yeah, no, but it's like, why aren't you allowed to be like a little bit loud, a little bit like? I mean, he's he's nineteen for Christ's sake. <laughs> You're obviously allowed to, but I'm allowed to not like it. So also like, oh my God. I I just like quiet players like Roger, who are like classy, like 
maybe would like say come on once in a while but he's usually like you know silent. well i i don't have an issue with our crowds i disagree with your mother um <laughs> i'll tell her yes <laughs> maybe she's listening. please do <laughs> um talking about things that parents don't like um let's move on to the wta final um oh, my, who had an my, issue with that my dad's big takeaway was that he didn't like the uh color combination of arena sabalenka's outfit oh you actually i was thinking i didn't like um Rybakina's dress oh no he liked like, Rybakina's dress that's so mild it's like you know it's like having what do you mean it's so mild it's still like that's not a final outfit that's so like you know, it's like you find the most bland do you, do, colors. Do you want to go you could... for like the Tiafo Australian Open look? The sort. Of... I just want some. That was not it. That was so like pastels, but not even like good ones. Just mixed up together and thrown away in a dress. I don't know. I didn't like that. I mean, I I, I like the combination of colors. Sorry, you like that. you like an outfit where someone has just come out in a bloody cardigan for a final. <laughs> that was beautiful. You will not pick Hill yeah, if, you, if you're talking about something that's a bit bland, then a cardigan. You don't play bland. with it. No, but it's like... And that wasn't bland, that was beautiful. It's a cardigan, for Christ's sake. It, it's what, it's about how it's you, what granddads wear. It's about how you wear it as well. Oh, you're saying that um, Rubikina doesn't wear her dress particularly well, then? I'm saying nobody could have worn that dress well. That was such an ugly it's dress. It's just a dress, it's fine. It was ugly. It was no, so... it wasn't. Ugh. It's like... You know, beige. Do you know what? With I'm white just gonna... and like this weird. I mean, it wasn't beige. Salmon. Yes, it was. Grey. I mean, the white balance. Gray. Is... I don't know what oh, that is. It's grey. That's worse. Somehow worse. Who thinks grey and white is like a good combination with like a thing of, I don't know. Oh, I have a nightmare. It's just, what, just watching it again. It's, it's I mean, that, that, is a, that is a bit melodramatic. It's such an ugly dress. I'm sorry. As someone who likes fashion, that's such an ugly dress. I like fashion. Do you not no. see me as an incredibly stylish figure? <laughs> yeah, of course. I've got some good stylish tennis outfits. Yeah, but you don't know anything about dresses. Would yeah, you no. wear that? Probably not. No, to be fair, I don't think I'd I'd look that good in that dress. I don't um, think anyone would look that yeah. good. <laughs> No, to be fair, I think some people would definitely still pull it off better than I would. I I I back Rebekina to be pulling that dress off better than I would be. So weird, weird dress. I mean, I just want to put it out there. I I didn't have a problem with anyone's outfits in any of the finals. I I I didn't really care. Uh, um, <laughs> I very, that's so I, boring. What I very rarely watch a tennis match, and my main focus is what they're wearing. It's more the tennis um so should well, we talk about the tennis or do you have any more comments on people's outfits whilst we're here um no everyone else was quite bland i guess she was just standing up for bad reasons you just keep saying bland like what are you expecting someone to come out and fall like leopard print or something mm, no i just miss you know the good old days when serena williams would wow us with like a nice outfit even shut up over she would design some nice you know, dresses, she would go out there, win a Grand Slam with a very nice, cute dress. Am I asking for too much? I want to buy these things, you know? Like, I want to go to a store and be like, oh my God, this is beautiful, I want it. I cannot do it right now. I know, I, th I think generally, 
the Adidas designs are the best at the moment. Yeah, I did like um, who was it that we, people were criticizing? Was that Adidas or was it Nike? That people what were we criticizing talking? a lot because they were like very. Oh well, the mad wavy designs at the Australian yeah. Open—that was Nike. They were uh, a bit mad. I I actually like those. Yeah, I know. Tiafo took it a little bit far <laughs> with the shorts and the sleeveless shirt in that same pattern. But I actually quite like those though. So, yeah, no, I think generally on that, I, in that case, it didn't work for the men, but it worked yeah. in like the dresses. They were a bit more understated, but the the men's versions were a bit like, ugh, yeah. garish. No, to be fair, if I was like a pro, I'd always want like sort of monochrome going on. I'd want like the same color or like similar colors yeah. throughout. I wouldn't want, I don't want anything like too, ugh. Um, I mean, I, like, I think it depends I, on the tournament. You want you want to wear fun things to fun tournaments. I I, I like I like the all white at Wimbledon, and then one of my other favorite tennis kits I've got is the uh, U.S. Open twenty twenty one that he never obviously wore the Federer one that they released late last year. That's all black. Uh, yeah. yeah. Who doesn't like a bit of all black? That's good. I like anyway, all black. yeah, exactly. But yes, let's talk about the tennis because that was a bit of a detour. We're back in a defeated Sabalenka, seven six, thirteen eleven in the tiebreak, <laughs> and then six four. I mean, I think there is quite a contrast between the two different sets. If I'm being honest, hmm. um, the yeah. first set felt once once Rubakina got the break back. Because I pretty like Sabalenka got the first break of serve and then Rebecca recovered. It felt like that set was never going to end. Yeah, you know, I was watching it and then, you know, one one of them would like be a point up and I was like, okay, here it is. And then she would not win and then the other one would be like one up. I mean, Sabalenka had like two match points or something. Yeah, I mean, it and then took, they both it took had Rebecca about six. Yeah, they both had like double fold, like yeah. I mean, next to each other. I was like, oh my god, this is so this is too much. Yeah, I mean, I've got to say, Rabakina, I believe, had one double fold, which is very yeah. un Rabakina. But if we're talking, I about mean, double it was fold, five breaks. So. Yeah, Sabalenka's double fold woes. Yeah, she had to ten double folds. That's just yeah, ridiculous. It's, yeah, it was a bit. I mean, it is it. It is worrying because obviously last year she was having a lot of problems on that and they've sort of resurfaced at potentially the worst time. I mean, yeah. maybe she can just pass it off as just being an off day, but it's quite hard to say, oh, I just had an off day and it'd be a final of probably the fifth biggest tournament of the year. Um, yeah. I mean, the second set, it was like she had given up because at least the first set she was like, well, she was fighting. I would. I would. I think it was. It wasn't necessarily giving up. It was because obviously, as we said, the two sets were so different. The the one, the first set was unbelievably close, yeah. but the second set was. I mean, she, she went off. To break for, down. Yeah, she went off for break, didn't she? Yeah. Between the two sets, and then when she came back, and even after that first point. It was like she didn't really try. Like she didn't really. Yeah, compete that's for what it. I mean. It's and the way, like... like she turned around and she was clearly still like emotionally gone. 
from having I feel lost like, that set. Yeah, she she couldn't recover from that yeah. first set, which is I mean I, I, mean, I, who, I totally get it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think and whoever won that set was gonna win the match mm. because it was so draining and it was too much and uh, any of them could have won it. So yeah, I mean who who could have yeah who could have actually like recovered from that. Having yeah. lost that, um, yeah. I was tired from watching it. I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, no, I, d- I didn't know what time we'd end up watching the uh, ATP. Final. I knew I was, I was gonna go to <laughs> bed like, before. What happens if we get three sets of this? <laughs> watching them, that would be riving Andy Murray for match length. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think Rubikina was pretty comfortably ahead in that second set. I mean, it was very important that she got the double break, to be honest, because it did take her two attempts to serve out the match. I mean, part of that must be, well, you're serving out for a big title, but also she was serving out to beat Sabalenka for the first time on her fifth attempt. And maybe that's where we bring up what must be the nicest trophy ceremony I think I've seen. (laughs) Uh, uh, did you watch it? No, I was sleeping. Oh my god! I'm late. Oh, get over. I couldn't finish. I, I was, I was like, please finish this set so I can watch the second one. <laughs> you didn't watch wouldn't. the second set. I watched. I watched like the first two games, and then I was like, oh. Stavlenka is gonna, it's gonna lose anyway. So I'm just gonna go. To sleep. Brilliant. So it's all me now for the rest of the podcast, is it? <laughs> I watched some of the part of the men's final. But yeah, no, it's a really, really nice trophy ceremony because, I mean, Sabalenka's just bursting with personality. Um, yeah, she's amazing. And, like, Rubikina and Sabalenka just clearly seem like they're friends as well. Or if not friends, like, they just like each other anyway because Rubikina was in the middle of uh, complimenting Sabalenka and her team, so Sabalenka's response is just to stick her tongue out in jest. Um, <laughs> in jest. In jest. And then she was like, uh, I don't know if you know, this is even more important because this is actually the first time that I've beaten Sabalenka, all that. And mm. so Sabalenka leans across the microphone and goes, don't worry, I'm going to make sure it's the last. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I That's think nice. it's important that early on in this head-to-head, Ruby Keen has got the win over Sabalenka because you want it to be a rivalry. Yeah. And not the sort of rivalry that we had between uh, Sharapova and Serena Williams. Yeah. It was because that wasn't very... a rivalry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it was just like hyped up because honestly, she didn't have any rivals, any real rivals. I mean, it, it, that was the thing early on. No, but early on, it looked like it could have been a rivalry. I think it's but... just because Sharapova won that Wimbledon yeah. final. Mm. And then people were like, oh my God, is this going to be like a thing? And then she. It wasn't a thing. They didn't win anything um, else. <laughs> she won other slams, like she won Roland Garros. I think she won didn't. four or five. Yeah, which is decent. I think it was five. It's but, okay, but... it's not twenty three. Yeah, I know, but I mean, <laughs> who is going to win twenty three slams? That's quite I mean, hard. Yeah, but if you have twenty three grand slams, your rival's going to have between twenty and twenty. Four, you know okay yeah no that's what i said i wasn't saying that <laughs> i was like it's important that this becomes a rivalry and not uh in inverted commas rivalry um yeah. that was my point i mentioned this earlier but i've got it in the notes here could that be a new big three 
We're back in a Sabalenka Siontech. I'm oh, going to go there. I'm going there. Uh, sh- shall we add Angevaux? Because I really no, like her. No. I really like her. Yeah, I know. But you she can make me Andy Murray. Well, no, because could that be Krachikova? Mm, I like Angevaux. That could be Krachikova. You'd hope it'd be like Emma. You'd want uh, yeah. a Brit in there. I <laughs> well, want a Brit in there. Do you want, do you want Andy Murray's? career path for emma i don't <laughs> necessarily you. want the exact same career path and i don't want the same like are you wishing trajectory. That yeah i'm not i'm not wishing i'm not with no i but it's like i I've, I've got to put a brit in there i'm and i'm i'm still holding out hope it's all gonna come good well she did she did say she thought she was gonna be one of the best athletes whatever that means well it's like but i mean i would say andy murray still is one of the best athletes on the men's tour yeah, I just think it's a weird thing. It's just to, to say get there, he had to been... like completely destroy his body. <laughs> yeah, and also like, isn't it a weird thing to say when you've been injured for so long? <laughs> yeah, I'm but... gonna be at the best athletes. Like, mm, are you? But you gotta be ambitious, haven't you? Yeah, it's just a weird comment. Have to some make. ambition. Like, I'm gonna be one. Of... It's like, mm, maybe. I don't... Jinx I, think... it? I don't she, know. She has, she has the the potential to be that. So. And I, I mean, mean, she's, she's and, a good and player. Like, and it's like, don't, what are you going to say? Like, oh, don't jinx it. Yeah, because that's got any effect on it. I mean, I don't know. I think she's a good player. I don't know about athlete. Because has she shown, like, great athleticism? She's been injured. So, for so, I mean, I know recovering from the injuries probably shows, like, that side of being an athlete. But I don't know. I just thought it was a bit weird, considering her current position. Yeah, well, we'll here's see. to hoping. Yeah, when when does she play? I don't actually know. I'm not sure of the schedule. Should I have a look? Yeah. I've got the ATP WTA Live app on my phone. I'm saying that like I'm promoting it and we're sponsored. We're not. I mean, all sponsorships are welcome. Actually, um, plays tomorrow. <laughs> if, if anybody wants to sponsor us, please do. Um, not anybody. Let's move on to the ATP final, which was Alcaraz defeating Medvedev 6-3-6-2. Well, that was underwhelming. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't close. No, I mean, I don't think Medvedev played very well. I'm not sure he played badly. He played like Medvedev, but playing like Medvedev on that court means that essentially what he was doing was just pushing the ball back into play <laughs> Just to set up an opportunity for Alcaraz to hit winners however he wanted. <laughs> because he's standing so far back. Because the court's gritty, the ball is then sitting up for yeah. Alcaraz, where he can step in and basically be like, right, I can hit a winner cross court, down the line, or I can just do a drop shot. And it's literally that's all the choices that he had. I mean, there was a graphic they put on Amazon Prime before the match had started, which is like where Medvedev's service position is with Alcaraz's out wide serve and his kick down the line. There is 10 meters difference. So he was having to essentially cover 10 meters of the court mm. just on the return. And so he's then putting it back into play. And then Alcaraz just walks forward, essentially just has to walk forward, hit the winner. And he's done. It's I just don't think on that court, like yeah, Medvedev well, 
he needs to make adjustments, but he won't because he's Medvedev. He um, struggled. Yeah, to be fair, he won't. And he had no. struggled with the courts. So they were saying that, you know, remember how, how he, like, fell against uh, Zverev? Yeah. During the first or second round. They were saying that he started playing much better after that. Yeah, no. I think he, even, he did. He even I, said I, that. I didn't see that, though, in the final. I think... I really think he could have done more yeah um, he probably could have done more but i think he needed to change the, what he was doing yeah he just did but also and... alcaraz was just amazing yeah i mean it's now getting to the point where it's like is alcaraz at that level playing that good who is going to stop the only player that i can think that can stop that is Djokovic. Who's going to say this? They seem to not be able to play the same tournaments at the moment. <laughs> you know, I saw um, Medvedev's press conference and it was really annoying. Like, someone asked him uh, like this question. They were saying, like, oh, do you think Alcaraz's number one spot is, like, well-deserved considering that Djokovic hasn't been able to play in, like, mm. some tournaments? And I'm like, first of all, that's such a disrespectful question to Alcaraz. Like, he's not playing amazingly well and he doesn't serve it because Djokovic yeah. would have, like, wiped his death. I don't think Djokovic would have been able to, like, handle him in that yeah. final. I think it would have been interesting to see him try. But I it's think... so rude to say, like, oh, he's only there because Djokovic is not here. Yeah, I mean, it is interesting. Like, I've got written down here, it's like, do we have... A situation where we essentially have two number ones though because it's not only that Djokovic isn't playing these tournaments where he'd at least get some points that would allow him to stay number one but it's it's whether because as well we've got to remember that Djokovic in normal circumstances would have an extra 2,000 points next to his name because of Wimbledon last year he won that yeah. but there was no points on offer so there are sort of certain things that it's like, but it's not like, well, Djokovic is just the number one, just not by name, because yeah, I don't Alcaraz think to say. is the informed player at the moment. He is currently the best player on tour. And, yeah. and also, I mean, I just don't think there's, I think some people like still believe there's this big injustice done to Djokovic. Like he's like, Jesus Christ, you know, and like he's Djokovic has said that he know he would rather not get vaccinated and not play these tournaments. And yeah. that's something that I'm sure he's factored into his decision making. And, and he knew going into Wimbledon that he wouldn't get any points. Yeah. It's it's a caveat next to isn't it? There's a caveat next to number one because it's like Djokovic's not playing, but then it's also he's not playing because of personal decisions that he's made. And but you know what Medvedev said, which I thought was like a very good response. Okay. He said, "Like, well, you don't you don't question like when a player gets injured, you don't question like, oh, you know, if Nadal was playing, then he wouldn't be number one because mm. he's injured and there's nothing you can do about it. So those like extra circumstances where it's not on anyone's control, you know, it's not like you're banning someone like." If they were banning Medvedev from playing because he's from Russia, then that would be like, hey, what's going on? But yeah. these are decisions or 
you know things that players are like accepting and they they have to own up to them it's not like oh poor Djokovic she's not she's not allowed to play like well mm. you want to go into a country then you have to respect the, that country's rules like everyone else and that's yeah. it yeah I yeah no I mean I uh, admittedly at this point I think the policy is a little bit silly like it it's a bit unnecessary given where we are but the, the the policy is changing in in may so yeah like it's so this is gonna stop yeah it's gonna stop but it, yeah so it's like i don't think but but, but yeah, please 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 can we just have peak alcaraz play peak novak just give it to us in like the US Open final or something. Gosh, that would be a game. That would be, I mean, and then the problem is we're building this up so yeah. much. And I think everyone wants to see the two of them play a five set match as well. And it's just oh, like, gosh. oh, what happens if it's a letdown? <laughs> I don't think, well, I think if they're both like in their like prime, it, it shouldn't be a letdown. Yeah. Because I think I think Alcaraz is better offensively, but I just like there is no better returner of serve on the tour. I mean, Djokovic is probably the best yeah. returner. Djokovic of serve. like a wall. Yeah, yeah, he's the best returner of serve of all time. He's got the best defensive play. He can just yeah. break people down through that, and so. But then you combine it with. Alcaraz who's got a good serve like it's not an unbeatable serve but he's got a good serve and he's got um ex like he just knows when to play all the different types of shots like that that drop shot of his is so intuitive and I mean I know that Loved you're not it. I know that you don't love it but oh my god what what a guy this is this is my sort of player when he gets three drop shot winners in a row. It's just like, try something. You know, speaking about trying new things, like, come on, switch it up. No, it works. If you've got a guy that's yeah, standing about... That's the worst thing. That's the worst if, part, if, that it works. If you've got a guy that's standing about three miles behind the baseline, yeah. you might as well. I just... mean, he caught up to it, though, after that. He was like, well, he oh, got I got to like one. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like <laughs> it, yeah that's the thing it becomes predictable you know if, yeah, you, no, if you overdo it yeah but he know like the, the the quality of that drop shot and the reason why the drop shot is so effective is because his forehand is so powerful his forehand pushes you back so far and then he just drops in this delicate little and he changes the grip so quickly and so last minute and it's uh, it's just oh a chef's kiss. It's I I love a drop shot and I love that drop shot. Gosh, it's but yeah no please 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 if the tennis gods are on our side, they give will, us they will face each other at some. Give point. us a five set like Grand Slam match final U.S. Open final please Novak v Carlos. Yeah, I think it would be a, a nice, even if it's like a semi-final. And if it and if it is the the U.S. Open final and that happens, then uh, I'm sure we'll get Pink sitting in the audience again. Yeah, 
she was there the entire week <laughs> she was on her phone <laughs> but yeah no the um i mean to be fair i wouldn't mind it if we had uh alcaraz in all the finals we have an alcaraz and Nadal roland garros final uh um just i although to be fair is there any better like grass court players i don't know i just like out maybe yannick sinner would be a good grass court player but is he there yet i don't eh, don't think so that's the interesting thing about alcaraz that he's he's so young and he's like giving us these results well supposedly i can't remember where i saw this but supposedly juan carlos ferrero is saying that he's only at 60% of his potential. Who? Alcaraz or him? Alcaraz. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's hard to believe. What is the missing 40%? I'm scared. It's like limitless. <laughs> I don't see anything that's lacking on his game. Yeah, I mean, maybe he could do a drop shot to the other side of the court. Um, maybe he could play it cool with the drop shots, yeah. Just, yeah, maybe every shot would be a drop shot. Um, <laughs> I, I bet he would. Oh, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? So we briefly mentioned the excellent trophy ceremony of the WTA final. After, obviously, Alcaraz had won, there was another trophy ceremony. And uh, Medvedev had played an absolute blinder in his speech. Um, <laughs> he, well, I thanked all his team, congratulated Alcaraz and his team, Thanks the sponsors and all of that. And then he took a moment to bring up his toxic relationship and thank the courts at Indian Wells. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, that was a toxic relationship. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a toxic relationship. It's uh, I, I retweeted something from the unseeded pod Twitter account, which you should go and follow, um, which was that moment someone had posted it, Medvedev's relationship with the court. And it's it's the uh, ending sonnet that was written at, uh, in 10 Things I Hate oh, About yeah. You. <laughs> so, I mean, it's very accurate. It is. Gosh. Will he ever win Indian Wells? Probably not if he plays yeah. Carlos Alcaraz in all the finals, but He was he was asked at a press conference like how he felt after you know this result. Because he had a winning streak as well. I think he was like nineteen. Nineteen win streak. Yeah, so that's obviously gone. But I, I he looked fine. He said he was fine. I mean, this is not a grand slam, obviously, so I mean the disappointment can only last for so long. Um, he's obviously going to be okay. I don't think this is a major downer on him. As well, in that situation, it's sort of kind of hard to be annoyed because it's just like, oh, I've just played someone who has played unbelievable tennis and can't really do anything about it. I think that's that's also, yeah, the thing that he, he knows he underperformed. But mm. even if he was like at his level, that would have probably not have been enough anyway. So yeah. you you cannot take out of Alcaraz that he was just unbelievable and he really deserved to win. Yeah. So that, that's it. Yeah, I mean it's uh, I mean the level that Alcaraz is at when he like Alcaraz when he's at that this level and he's playing this well, it's like it almost looks like he sometimes surprises himself with the stuff that he can do. <laughs> That's just, I really miss seeing like a talented player, you know, yeah. someone who, you know, it's not just about the training. It's not just about whatever. It's just like 
he's so good pure talent yeah he's so good and he he just seems so happy to be there yeah. so much of the time because he had his press conference where he's just like i just want to make sure that people enjoy watching tennis <laughs> <laughs> it's like it quite no worry. We, we as long as you're playing we're if you're playing it. we're enjoying it yeah. i mean when I, when I watched him live at the french open last year it was just like genuinely there were moments where i was just laughing because it was he was that good He's just like, he just pulls off these shots out of nowhere and he's improved so much since then. Yeah, Um, it really does make me like hopeful for the future of the ATP because before him, it was looking a bit grim. Yeah, I mean, I I was just, I was watching it last night and I was just like, wouldn't it be nice to be that good? (laughs) Like, (laughs) well, sure must be. Yeah. Lonely at the Uh, top though. Yeah, he he was having a great old time as well in his little golf buggy on the way into the to the stadium. He was he was laughing and smiling and waving and saying hi to everyone as he went past. That's that's also the thing that he's still young enough and kind of like new. Yeah, that he still has like this he's experiencing joy. lots of this stuff for the first time. Yeah, despite the fact that he is now he is it's it's the mad thing that he is nineteen and not only has he become world number one with the indian wells win but he's regained the number one spot he's 19 and he's now been the world's best male tennis player singles player twice already in his life now and he is 19. yeah and I think he's still like like I'm twenty four and unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like he's that that's what makes it so unique, you know, that he's just this is not normal. <laughs> like I don't know what the word is, but you know, it's just you don't see this very often. And no, I think it, that's it, why everyone's so shocked. And obviously him as as the superhuman, and he it is. doesn't get it yet. It's it's amazing to watch as well because it's almost like I wonder if this is kind of what it's like watching like people with that much just natural talent. Is this what it was like watching Federer when he was coming through? But it's mm. it's better than that because Federer took until he was twenty one to win his first slam. Yeah. He didn't win. Uh, he didn't get to number well, one until until two thousand and four. Whereas Alcaraz, he's come through when. Novak is still yeah, still playing. pretty much the best he's ever been. Nadal was he's come through like Nadal at the start of last year went on that unbelievable win streak yeah. and then won the French Open. And then he's come through in this period where there's still these great players and there's this group of players behind them that were supposed to be the next <laughs> gen. <laughs> yeah. And he's just been like, nope. It's me now. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's I'm only him right now. You know? Yeah. Like, he's, his opponents are... Oh, if, no, if nobody gets their act together, he is going to clean up. Yeah. And that's what I'm thinking. Like, his, main, his biggest opponents are 30-year-olds. You know? We thought Serena was dominant. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. who Who's going to... You know, when... Uh... Well, you've got, you've got to look to that age bracket. You've got Sinner. You've got... Runa, yeah, but they don't. Ogier Aliassime, that's the generation. They don't come close. Not yet. Not they might yet. Be... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's to hoping that they will. Yeah. 
actually and i'm sure they will like obviously get better results than they have lately but i don't know if they will i mean i think it seems i think early and everyone else is gonna come follow or is he just like that good sorry this that's gonna be a really weird cut but we just had some wobbly wi-fi and everything just collapsed on us for a short moment um but yes just I think the point that I was making was I don't think we can necessarily say that Alcaraz may have peaked too early because I mean if you sort of his closest physical comparison is Nadal who won six Masters titles as a teenager and that wasn't his peak yeah I mean obviously it's too soon to tell because we I mean with Nadal we have the benefit of hindsight yeah you know we don't know I don't think winning so early is necessarily good for every player but it obviously depends on you know where it goes from now for Alcaraz but I am happy for him I I like him so I am looking forward to seeing more from him because he is amazing yeah I mean I hope to watch as many tennis matches included that have Alcaraz in as I can because they are always phenomenal anyway whilst we've still got wi-fi should we briefly talk about the upcoming tournament, which is obviously Miami. I mean, first round matchup already mentioned Raducanu Andrescu. That is a definite must watch. That it should be <laughs> pretty fun. Um, yeah. Both of them in decent form. It's just both of them came up against uh, Igus Viontek at Indian mm-hmm. Wells. So it'd be interesting to see who is better of the. Uh, former US Open champions that have not managed to do much since. Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's cruel. <laughs> they both won it pretty young, which, I mean, backs up my thing about picking too early. Yeah. So I, the only thing I just wish about this match is that it wasn't the first round because I like both players and yeah. I would like both of them to have a deep run. Um, yeah. and get those points. Um, but unfortunately, okay. that's not the case. And I'm going to be backing emma because i'm a brit and also she needs more points because she is further behind yeah of course let's say that's why also do we think that there's any possibility of a double double so rabakina and alcaraz both winning the sunshine double oh i don't think so that's too freaky <laughs> i mean one i of think them? do you reckon one Al- of them can do I it i think alcaraz can do it probably I mean, if he's still, like, in good shape, I still think it's too soon. I don't think... I think that the women's side is a bit more dynamic, if that's the word. You know, like, it's a little bit more like anyone could win it. I, don't, I, th- I think it's gr- it's becoming less like that, though. I think uh, I think there are certain players, I think... Yeah. The, the, I think there's a clear best three players in the world at the moment, which is Suyanta, Rabakina, and Sabalenka. Yeah, um, but there, there are players that can trip them up. Like the you got you got Krachikova in there, who is the seed killer. I think she'll uh, if she runs up against these players, then they, it's going to be trouble for all of them because she beat Sabalenka in Dubai and she beat Siontek in Dubai. I'm sure she'd love to have a go at beating Rabakina. No, yeah, I mean it will be interesting to see, but I don't think we'll have a repeat. Yeah, I mean, as we said earlier, she's in the same quarter as Suyantek, which will spice things up a little bit because obviously Suyantek <laughs> has got points to defend again because um, she oh. didn't manage to do that in Indian Wells. But yeah, Alcaraz, I mean, it's different this time because he's defending Miami champion. 
there is a potential third round match against Andy Murray, which will be fun. Mm. And then there another Alcaraz Sinner semi final is possible with the draw as well. So mm. yes. Other news. So biggest piece, most important news. I now have Roland Garros tickets. <laughs> That's the biggest um, news. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that is important. We'll be bringing so... you live coverage from Pat. No, not live. Jesus, that'd be. I'm not, <laughs> we're not getting into live streaming now. Um, you no. should. No. Um, Why not? Can't be bothered. I will make sure to record an episode or two from Paris. We'll so, create an Instagram. I will create an Instagram by that point so you can see what tennis I'm watching. I mean, two days, I literally just have outside court tickets. So I'm going to be like the roving reporter. I'm going to yeah. be, the, I'm going to be the Chris Kamara of Roland Garros. Um, that's, that's a reference that's flown right over your head, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know what that is. Yep. Other news as well. Igor Fiontech just signed with on. Yeah. Running. <laughs> on running. Not on Jabur. On, yeah. Why haven't they signed on That is like <laughs> that is just yeah. It's an endorsement so waiting obvious. to happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, I mean, I, I they also signed Ben Shelton. I don't really care. Um, oh yeah, I like him. Oh yeah, no, I don't really he care about coming. either of them, as you could tell from our whole long extended chat we had about Rubakina and Sabalenka's outfits. The outfit. <laughs> I don't like if I see a nice tennis outfit, I'm like, I care. Ooh, that's nice. And I might be tempted to buy it. I bought Andy Murray's at uh, Australia this year. But yeah, but you know, men's is quite like meh. I mean, it's shorts and a t shirt. I mean, you, you don't do much with women. You can do shorts, you can do skirts, you can do dresses, you can do tanks, you can do short sleeves, you can do long sleeves. There's just a lot of options. I mean, I could do I could do a sleeveless shirt if I was playing, but I don't. If you want to be like better, yeah. Yeah, it just wouldn't look good on me. I do yeah, actually. Have, a, I do. Most I do, guys just wear like short sleeves. I do have a sleeveless like tennis top. Um, really? Yeah. No, I got one of the. Do you wear it? I've never wore it to play tennis in, but I've I've worn it when it's been really bloody hot. And <laughs> I need something that's I'm not going to get too hot in. Um, I, d- I even did a couple of shifts at the pub I worked at. Thing um, about summer here is that when it gets hot, it gets really hot, and it's all humid and sticky and horrible. So yeah, yeah. And I d- so I just went. Uh, I wore that whilst I was working. Would you get another sleeveless top? Probably not. Probably not. I because t- I don't look good in them. Not for. T- I don't think anyone like it's just you know not many people do. So that's, I think that's the lesson. Not many people can pull it off. So why try? I don't know. I mean, it's worth a go in it once in your life. Yeah, but I mean, you look at you never know. You might put one on, and you're like, yeah, maybe not. You might put one on and be like, I am the sexiest person alive. I mean, unless you have. I mean, that 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 did not happen when I put mine on. Um, (laughs) Yeah. uh, But. It's still, it's kind of practical. And to be fair, if it was really hot and I was playing on like an indoor court where they get like super stuffy, yeah, I would be tempted just because I work because they just get super stuffy, like super sweaty. I, I, I would I actually be like, tempted. I don't like sleeveless tops on anyone, yes, but particularly on men. 
it's a bit too slutty for you, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put those arms away. <laughs> you want to go back to the full traditional uh, Wimbledon look, don't you? Long white yeah. linen trousers, shirt. Yeah. I don't need to see anyone's armpits. I think that's my thing. Oh, okay. Well, men or women, I don't need to see that. No, but that's fine. Women generally wear like sleeveless stuff. Most women aren't wearing. Yeah, but women mostly shave, so you're not seeing anything, you know, weird there or like nasty. Yeah, let's let's (laughs) let's not turn this into a conversation about body hair. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's just close it. Let's close it. Let's finish thank you for listening to this week apologies for the sort of weird interruption at some point i don't know what what point of the episode that's going to be because uh the audio is completely separate now so this editing is going to be really not fun but yes thank you for listening this was episode eight of unseated um next week we'll be back we'll be talking about some of miami i'll probably be bringing you some out-of-date tennis news during the episode because yes Please follow us on Twitter at Unseeded Pod because no one has done that yet. There you'll also find an email address where you can send us an email, which nobody has done yet. So yeah, please, please subscribe to us. Please leave a positive review, which only two people have done yet. And one of them is my mother. So I don't really (laughs) count. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, so uh follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh continue listening to us please. And yeah, thank you to everyone that does listen to us because this production quality is clearly not very good. We'll get better. <laughs> we'll get better. I think we have got better. Well <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, too. I've even learned how to put in transition noises. Yeah. So yeah, thank you for listening. Goodbye. See you next week. Goodbye.